in the middle of all this chaos, Mark Quinn managed to lose his dog. We're going to get to that story in just a moment. And I don't even know the status, but I knew to, I do know the dog was or is lost. But first, we want to talk about some more serious numbers. And that, not that this is not serious. I mean, no, this chaos. is very serious. There's a missing dog. Yes. Um, uh, but we this episode is going to be really dedicated to what are retailers, individuals, manufacturers, and supplier, suppliers doing in the middle of this COVID-19 breakout? It's obviously having serious consequences. Factories are shutting down. Retail locations are shutting down in some cases. We've got some numbers from Nationwide. They sent out a survey and have uh, 633 respondents. Walk us through kind of the landscape there. Which is a large sampling, Kinsley, if you think about it. I mean, that's a lot of retailers out there. Um, they did one before, probably two weeks ago, and they only had, uh, well, they had 37% less. That's what I know. But anyway, so 97% Kinsley said that they're actually doing more in terms of being sanitary, right? So uh, new hand washing rules in place. Uh, they're probably wiping down uh, all the fixtures in their stores and doing things like that. Um, 42%. Uh, said that they've reduced their store hours. Um, so that's an increase of 12% since the last survey. No, it's up from 12%. So it's up yeah. 30%. So 42% have reduced store hours up from, oh, you're right. Absolutely. It's up 30 points. I read that wrong. And so we're trying um, to establish too, when we look at some of this stuff, like what is the increase in measures and changes that are taking place within these store environments? My favorite statistic from this survey, though, is 74% said that they plan to rehire all of their staff uh, as soon as the outbreak subsides, and 62% have assisted their team for the people that they've had to either furlough or let go in getting uh, some unemployment help or filing for unemployment. So they're out there working hard trying to navigate it all. And one of the things that we've talked about on the show before, because we've had Jeff Rose on from Nationwide to talk about the early response. We've had Michael Magnuson from goodbed.com on to talk about what it's like living inside the San Francisco lockdown. Um, the San Francisco lockdown, of course, an early case of how cities and states are responding to the coronavirus outbreak. Um, but the range of responses is very wide. Uh, sometimes uh, state governments are are Man, you know, it's a mandatory shelter in place, which just happened in North Carolina. And other times um, it's more community oriented. Even I rode my bike on a path that went to another town and then I came back. Well, the, the, the other town, the parks were open and kids were playing on the equipment. And in my town, the parks had gates around them and were shut down. So it's very wide range of responses. And in the survey from Nationwide, 13 percent of retailers said they voluntarily closed their stores with no government order in place to do so. And that was up from 5% in the previous survey. And so some people are taking these measures on. Board. And I'll tell you, one of the reasons it really helps to think about your disaster preparedness or your crisis communication response and plan is because of that number right there. So 13% are voluntary. But if you have a plan in place and you're about to shut down, this happened to a friend of mine and the government mandates you shut down, it completely changes everything that you put in place. You think that might be a simple pivot, it's not. But my friend had a, uh, he has a chain of gyms and the governor, so they were getting ready to shut down. The governor 
the next morning basically came in and said all gyms are mandated to shut down. And it changed his communication plan to all of his employees, all of his members who use the gym on a daily basis. Uh, the community, he had to go through all the legal portion of that to figure out what unemployment was going to look like. So it is a good time to sit back and think, okay, if I'm going to do this on my own terms, what does it look like? If it's going to be mandated, what does that look like? And having a couple of parallel pla uh, plans in place. Well, that, that's a good point. I wouldn't have thought of that. But if you do it on your own, you can do it on your terms. Is kind of what I heard you saying. So I think that's, that's right. important. Um, and, you know, I think people need to still take it seriously. Like we're out, you know, in the neighborhood and walking around and I'm still playing pickleball, but in a park. You know, and, and, you know, keeping distance from people and everyone's got hand sanitizer and is being very careful. But the spread of this is still really bad. Uh, and New Orleans, I understand, is the new hot spot. And so people need to keep taking it seriously uh, and just keep praying that the government figures out a way to balance the health issue against the economic issue. A lot's still going on there, Kinsley. But and I, um, think, I, I think it's a mindset thing, too, right now. Mm -hmm. Just if you can get your mind right and say to yourself, how can I adjust to this new reality on my own terms, similar to a business? As an individual, just say, how can I adjust to this on my own terms so that I'm not doing it in waves? And that consistency over time is gonna keep me and my family protected. And whatever that looks like for you might be wide ranging, just like the responses we've seen from the government, from state governments, from local municipalities, and from individuals. But your plan, working your plan, and and settling into that pocket now puts you in the driver's seat instead of being in a mode of reactivity. No, no doubt. So thank you to Nationwide for providing the information uh, and taking the time to do that. And if you're a Nationwide member, you can go to the Nationwide website, and there are all kinds. As a matter of fact, I think they've opened that up, Kinsley, to any retailer, not just Nationwide members. So if you have any questions about how everything that's going on is going to impact you or your business, go check them out at nationwidegroup.org, and there's a plethora of information for you to discover. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to roll the intro, and then we're going to find out what happened to that poor dog. Dos Marcos Podcast. It's the greatest mattress industry podcast on the planet. Wait, isn't this the only mattress industry podcast? He's Mark Kensley. I truly felt bad for you at the time. He's Mark Quinn. I think Bigfoot was actually very pleasant. Together, they are Dos Marcos. Give it to us. What happened? Which dog are we talking about? Give us the status of the dog. Tell us the story. So I, I've got two dogs, Kinsley. One is an Australian Shepherd. His name is Wrigley. And then we've got one called Maisie, who's a pug and a beagle mix. So a puggle. So she like found us several years ago. And she's been a great dog. But she doesn't listen. She knows what you're saying. She's just a little bitch about it. She's a female. So I think that's a legitimate thing to call her. Is this the same dog that got, you basically shut its head in the garage door? That's completely an unrelated story, and it might, may or may not have happened. <laughs> but Admit they, nothing, deny everything, that. demand proof. <laughs> demand proof. That may or may not have happened, but she's alive. And so anyway, so when we walk our dogs, like Wrigley, you can walk off leash because he stays a couple feet. And if he gets any, you know, any anywhere out, I, it's a quick, you know, and he's like right back to, he's in my office and he just listened to me. Uh, he's right back to my side. Maisie, on the other hand, very independent. You take her off leash. She'll pretty much stay with you, but if she gets on a scent, because she's a, a beagle, 
part beagle. That's it, man. She's off into the woods and she's gone. So she's run off before. And so Bridget was like walking her. And so she takes her off leash right at the end of the walk. And we take him, we take her off our leash and we say, let's go home. And she runs straight for the house. This time though, she caught a scent of something and she runs into the woods. Okay. Now she runs into the woods and Bridget's like the hell with it. You know, we know what happens. She goes into the woods and then about 30 minutes later, she always comes back home and she's in the garage and we open the door and there she is. This time though, she doesn't come home. 30 minutes, hour, about an hour point, hour and a half. We're like, okay, we got to go look for this dog. We search for this dog. And yesterday was hot here. It was like 82 degrees, right? So a, a peak temperature for us and what it's been. I, we, we were into the woods. I was started in shorts and then that clearly wasn't good because all, all those little sticker vines, you know what I'm saying? And it was dense, densely growing, not starting to grow. So a lot of dense forest there. So I go home and I get jeans on and I get my camelback hydration system and I get a walking staff and I'm, I'm, I'm saying to him in a, in a flashlight to look in pipes and whatever. And I'm like, I'm gone until I find this dog because my, my family will be wrecked and my wife in particular will feel really guilty because it was on her watch that we lost Maisie. So I'm ready. Four hours I am looking for this, this dumb dog. Four hours. And, and, and so I'm, I'm frustrated. I come home. I need to cool off. Um, Bridget's there. Now, by this time, my son is here. We've got two neighbor kids, Presley and Ethan from down the street. They're looking for Maisie. Uh, my daughter, Gabby, comes home. She's got Zay and Garrett and Vanessa. They're all out in the woods looking for Maisie. I've got ticks all over me, crawling all over me. And everyone's out looking for this dog. So I come home and Bridget's there and she comes into my office and she starts to cry. And I said, listen, this is not your fault. Um, I understand that you're upset. That dog's had an incredible life. It came to us. We, we took it in. We've loved it. And we've always said if she got loose and, you know, because we let her out, it could have happened on my, on my watch too. We're not going to mourn that. You know, she had a great life. She's, you know, old now. So anyway, as I'm explaining this to her and trying to console her through tears, there's a knock on the door. And so we open the door and it's my neighbor, Rob Fogarty, who listens to this podcast. What's up, Rob? Uh, hey, what's up, Rob? And so anyway, um, they we open the door and in comes Maisie. And I'm like, how, like wh- what just, ha- like I cannot believe and I said, Rob, where, where did you find this dog? And he said, she just walked up the side of my house. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. And he said, no, not at all. So Bridget's hugging Maisie and very hat. So anyway, I'm like, well, wait a minute. So then she comes running into my house and she jumps up on top of one of these benches we have in our entryway. And I'm like, how has she gone for, I'm thinking she's dead, Kinsley, because there's no way. This dog is old. There's no water source for her, probably. She's been in the heat for four hours. I'm thinking for sure she's dead, right? She comes in, happy as hell, jumps up on the seat. We take her into the kitchen before that, though. She won't drink any water. She seems completely hydrated. I go, Bridget, feel her fur. Her fur isn't hot like she's been outside. She's not panting at all. So we have no idea where this dog has been. But now she is home. And she's in timeout, dog timeout, huge trouble, grounded, not going anywhere today. 
Uh, but anyway, so that's the mystery of the dog. But after four hours of looking for that dumb dog, and I say that lovingly, uh, we have her back. But anyway, isn't that crazy? She just found a little shady spot next to a trickling spring, a fresh spring, and was just sitting there in the shade, just lapping up water and just uh, thinking about, you know, finding her little dog husband and just enjoying life. You know, maybe <laughs> she found her way into someone's garage and just like took a nap. You know what I'm the, saying? The odds are really good there, too. Although, having heard the story about her in relation to garages, I'm expecting that she would probably avoid going through garage openings at all cost. Anyway, four hours, man. We look for that dog trekking through. And I, I was pulling ticks oh, off of me this morning. You got a tick on your neck right there. but Stop that. I hate that. <laughs> when, when, when I get ticks, though, I get bit, and they they, they get like I, I have an allergic reaction to them, so they get really big, and it's a it's a major problem. Anyway, so that's the story with Maisie. But thank God she's home, and in the chaos, we have her back. So there you go. There's the story. So watch your dogs. Watch, watch your dogs. dogs. They might too. Who knows what they might be doing? And so, you know, it's weird. Like that, so many things happen whenever you're hunkered down at home, mm-hmm. and your routines have changed, and your oh, and like some of the things you're doing around the house change. That I it kind of exposes you to like more obstacles and maybe accidents. Like I'm trying, like I'm shoving like heavy boxes up into the attic, one that has a chandelier in it that I had to tape mm-hmm. up and get out of the way. And and I'm sitting here thinking to myself, I'm I'm riding different routes on my bike to go out and get some fresh air than I normally would because I don't want to be on the trails where there are a lot of people. And I'm like, all of this creates different conditions than I'm used to navigating and exposes you to different dangers so i wonder like what are all the weird things that are happening with people so hey maybe go over to our facebook page and let us know your crazy dog story or something similar to that um but we've this is one of the things we wanted to talk about today is all the different things people are doing and so many cool things that people in our industry are doing to be proactive and say you know hey here's what we can here's what's canceled here's what's not canceled our ability to be creative, our ability to serve, some of the things we can do to impact our employees and our communities. You know, one one thing I think we should lead off with is, of course, one of our our sponsors, uh, Peer Care. Um, I reached out to Sarah, and we were talking about some stuff, and so she was kind of telling me what Peer Care is doing, and these guys are um, out heavy duty producing uh, twin and twin extra long mattress protectors for a lot of medical facilities and different groups that need them because Kinsley, there's a lot of people that need that and it's germ protection. And so they've been in touch with a lot of these guys in, 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 in some cases donating or selling a lot of these things at their cost just to get them in the hands of the people that need them most. Um, you know that Pure Care has that pillow manufacturing line that they just built in one of their factories in Arizona. And so that's really cool because they can create pillows and address those, need, those needs immediately because they have production here in the U.S. So that's really cool. Um, and so it seems like they're doing quite a bit and they're really dialed into that. And it, it, there is a lot of need for uh, critical um, supplies from the pillow protector and sheet perspective. So really great to see Pure Care reaching out and being sensitive, as they always are, the, the Bergman family and the rest of their, the, the Pure Care family has a very generous heart. So glad, glad to see that they're doing those things. And we're seeing needs, you know, bubble up in the, 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 the mattress industry or the facilities we have in the mattress. 
about donating 10,000 mattresses to New York City hospitals and medical facilities because that need was so great and they were going to uh, completely be um, overwhelmed um, in their medical facilities. And of course, a mattress or having places for people to to lie and be housed um, whenever they're trying to overcome coronavirus um, was going to exceed the capacity. And so yeah. uh, great work from SSB on that. And that was a $2 million donation from those guys. So uh, really glad that they were to be able to reach out and do that. Um, you know, I, I like what Maloof is doing too, Kinsley, uh, donating funds to a local food pantry. That's pretty cool because there's going to be a lot of people that have that kind of need. Uh, and so most of your food pantries, uh, keep your ears and eyes open for those opportunities. They're in desperate need for donations for food, obviously. And I, and I like what people are doing. We're going to be doing it. If you can't go into restaurants, I heard a piece of advice. If you don't want to go into a restaurant, that's cool. Get it to go, right? Keep supporting your local restaurants because a lot of those guys are suffering, but also you can get the gift cards and, um, you know, give them a revenue stream. So that's kind of a cool idea. That's actually something that popped into our heads in the past couple of days. We have restaurants that we consistently support locally owned businesses. There's a restaurant group that completely shut down, but they're in a position where they can do that and absorb that cost. Uh, but we went out last night and I you know, rode my bike, picked up some pizza and some other stuff from this local business. So our friends that own a wine shop next door said, Hey, what are your hours? We're going to come buy wine from you. If we need bottles of wine, just trying to remind yourself that, you know, shop local does matter because people can probably only absorb a couple of months of lost income in conditions like this, unless people intentionally go out and support them. So be reminded of that, you know, it's, it's one thing that, uh, we're talking about some of the things people in the industry are doing. Trent Ramberger at Trent betting, good friend of the show. He, he started off with trying to make one person smile every day because in this time we still need to laugh. We still need to smile. We still need to connect. And he's, he's continued that effort with a new endeavor called his local business challenge, which relates to just what we're talking about with, you know, going and supporting your pizza place or your wine shop. Um, in his Facebook post, Trent put up, you can help local businesses during this time by simply liking their page and giving them a follow. And he said, today's businesses are split tree barbecue, Curbside Ministries, Look Sharp Dry Cleaners, Gino's Italian Deli, Comfort Keepers In-Home Senior Care uh, in Bowling Green and Hop Hopkinsville. And so calling out businesses and being the one that highlights your friends and neighbors, uh, what a great way to stay connected to the community and serve. Not just stay connected, Kinsley. I love what Trent's doing because if I'm if I'm in his market and I see what he's doing to help other people and amplify them and lift them up. I like people like that. It's unselfish. You know, another guy that did that is Nick Moore at Moore Furniture in Euphoria, Washington. They're offering their customers $10 off of any purchase if they bring in a receipt from another local business showing a purchase uh, supporting them. So he's saying, hey, look, go out and shop with all the local businesses. And if you do that and you show me a receipt, we're going to give you $10 off of our purchase in our store. So how cool is that? A very creative idea, I thought. Yeah, and our, you might notice our hats match today. There's a reason that? for that. These were from the dream team at Sweet Dreams Mattress and More in Lake Norman. Uh, they're outside of Charlotte, North Carolina. Greg and Katie Law and Andrew and Steven and Catherine and the whole team uh, there at Sweet Dreams are putting their heads together about what they can do. And there was a great video that Greg and Katie posted, and I watched it on Instagram. And they were just taking people through 
what they could do to serve during this time. Everything from they're now selling office furniture because a lot of people have a need for a work at home setup. What a great idea. They're using their trucks to deliver food and supplies to those in need. They are putting together shop appointments. So if you don't want to be around other people, but you have some furniture, mattress or office furniture needs, you can set up an appointment where it's just you in the space. And then they're dropping deliveries at your door. So there's limiting uh, that human interaction and keeping that zone of about six feet. But what a great creative way to think about in this environment, what can we do and how can we continue to serve? And so we wanted to obviously say what's up. Oh, I've got the jersey too. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't. It's in my drawer somewhere. But yeah, I love it. And by the way, if you want to send us swag, there you go. Dream Team. How about it? If you guys want to send us swag, we'll wear it on the show. Yeah, I mean, the the dream the dream team though. I wear this hat around, and people are like, "Hmm, were those guys the '92 Olympics?" <laughs> well, they may look at you and and think you could qualify for that, but I'm pretty sure they would look at me and go, mm, "Yeah, no, <laughs> I don't think so." And the, the other thing that's going on is just, you know, us, some of our factories that England are, are set up where we've been able to sew face masks um, for some of those frontline responders that are in need of face masks. Avocado is doing that as well. Heritage Sleep Brent Concepts. Thornton. Yeah. They're doing that as well. So a great way to stay relevant and provide something that's a true need for people. There's a lot of people that are doing a lot of things. Um, I reached out to TSI, too. It made me think about all the mattress giveaways. Those guys give away mattresses all the time. They're really big with Ronald McDonald House. So when we find out, I'm sure they're doing something. Um, I just wasn't able to get that before press time, as they say. But we'll be reporting back on them. But who else, Kinsley? I don't want to leave anyone out. We had a lot of people react. By the way... We really appreciate it. You guys, all the well wishes, the emails and text messages you guys send out, um, all the comments on Mike Magnuson's um, podcast. We're grateful that you're listening to that and that um, you found that information to be helpful or that you connected to it. So we, we, we do, as always, appreciate the outreach by you guys. And Kinsley and I are both doing great. So thanks for those thoughts. Yeah, thanks, everybody. And, and we appreciate it. We want to continue to make this a campfire that people can gather around to warm back up to trade ideas, tell some stories. Uh, we're, we're in this together. You know, this is a time when we may be physically separated, but we can become closer as a community, as a mattress industry community and beyond. And so thank you for the inspiration. Um, what you're doing in your local communities uh, is magnificent. And I think the shock and the awe is beginning to wear off a little bit so that we can think more clearly and figure out, okay, under these conditions under this new reality, what can we do? And so if there's anything we can do for you, uh, please let us know. Um, Please send us your stories, similar to what we kind of ran through today about how you're serving in your local communities, and we'll share those. Trading ideas is critical, I think, at this point. Um, So yeah, appreciate all your support. Uh, We wish you well. We hope you and your families are safe and well. Um, I have friends uh, who family members are are impacted in in a very scary way. Um, so this, this thing continues to be very real. This might be the new reality. We will emerge stronger and better than ever before. I truly believe that. No doubt about it. And uh, keep a sense of humor along the way whenever you can. Try to keep it light. There's a lot of stuff that you can't change. 
um, this stuff is going to roll at us and uh, got to keep a positive mental attitude. Um, don't watch too much news. It'll freak you out. Um, and uh, stay connected to people that uh, fill your heart with joy and do some things for other people. It's pretty amazing what that can do for your attitude. And I got something funny to leave you with, Kinsley. Are you ready? Well, we've got to leave us with what's funny, and then we got to set up what's about to happen from a song perspective. Oh, no, I'm going to let you do that because this is gold, absolute gold, what you're about to get to. But I had this sent to me. You may have had it sent to you, but I thought it was pretty funny. It was a little uh, text meme that's a it's the eighth day of self-isolation, and it's like Vegas in my house. We're losing money by the minute. Cocktails are acceptable at any hour. And nobody knows what time it is. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty funny. I love it. Yeah, there have been so many stories for people who have not been like work from home situations ever before. Like one guy uh, worked for a global company, uh, you know, saying that he kind of turned his camera off and people heard water basically kind of into something. They're like, when he came back, were you peeing? And he's like, um, okay, I got to come clean. It's 2.30, but I was pouring a glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> he could have gone with so, me. Hey, and one thing we're going to do, um, this, this I feel comfortable teasing. Uh, we, we've got something coming up where we're going to bring together um, as many retailers and people in the industry as possible on a consistent basis. Here's, what, here's all we need you to do right now, and there's going to be more to, to announce on this. Go to our website, mattresspodcast.com, and sign up for our email. Once you get on our email list, we'll let you know everything that's going on. And we might even have this guy as a guest sometime soon, which is Mike Magnuson. So we talked about all the things you can do while at home. Exercise your creativity. If you're into music, do that. If you're into painting, do that. If you're into ping pong and you have a table, do that. Whatever it is, make sure and do something creative. And leading by example is none other than Mike Magnuson with a song that he wrote and performs... And it's called Shelter in Place. Let's play that funky music. Well, not long ago, we were living our lives about as normal as can be. But then things got real and now we're all home, perhaps indefinitely. You see, to stop the spread, we need to isolate ourselves from one another. But the good news is that means a lot more time with your sister and your brother. Now the kids are home from school, which they think is kind of cool, except we're blowing up the internet. We're doing video meetings and virtual classes. Like, can you guys even This is the new normal. We are sheltered in place so we can save the population of the whole human race. Well, this is serious stuff to give ourselves the best chance we got to isolate. a time when you gotta get out of the house to enjoy the day so we go to the park and just make sure to keep other people far away and family time has never been better at least in quantity baking cookies in the kitchen doing yoga in the yard it's a parenting phd and i'm my own bartender and that means that my glass is always full and the best part is that in this bar pants are optional this is the new normal we are sheltered in place so we can save the pop 
Uh-huh. <laughs> 